0: Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars?
1: Well, have we got the podcast for you.
0: Welcome to D23 Inside Disney.
1: I'm Jeffrey from D23.
0: I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Courtney from Disney Parks Blog. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney.
1: Hello, beautiful people.
0: Hello.
2: Hello, hello.
1: It is lovely to see you both.
2: Good to see you. What have you both been up to this week?
1: Courtney, you have got into some double trouble.
0: (laughs) Yes, I did. So Peter Pan and Wendy obviously debuted on Disney Plus, and my children made me watch it two nights in a
2: row. So there you go.
1: (laughs) That is the sign of a good movie.
2: Yeah, true. We loved it. And a good mom.
1: And a good mom, and if you want to hear more about Peter Pan and Wendy, hopefully you already have it, you can listen to last week's podcast with the fabulous Yara Shahidi, who talks about playing and Tank and all sorts of other fun shenanigans. I did not do this this past weekend, but I'm finally able to talk a little bit more about it. A couple months ago, I happened to be at the Lion King, I just happened to be at the Lion King, when... James Corden was filming a special bit for his final episode, and he took on the role of Timon, and none other than Tom Cruise took on the role of Pumbaa, and they did Hakuna Matata. They were very, very funny. I was actually surprised by how well Tom Cruise could sing. Oh! So it was really, really fun, and it was fun to be able to see it all come to life on James Corden's last show. Even though that is not a Disney show, I think because it had Disney in it, it counts. So that totally, it totally counts.
2: counts. That is so cool. Of course, of course, you of all people were there the night <laughs> that the, that just so happened to happen.
1: <laughs> I just so happened to be there. You know who I also just so happened to be there for? Who? Karen Gillan, the star of Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And she is here to chat with us and giveaway absolutely no spoilers so if you have not seen the movie it is totally fine we do ask some fun forward-looking questions and she is like a massive parks fan i loved that but we got a lot of news to get to so courtney what is up first
0: oh my gosh so i am so pumped for this one y'all Ariel from the live-action movie, The Little Mermaid, is coming to Disney Parks!
1: Yay! Yay, I'm so excited!
0: So, starting in late May, she is going to be at three different parks. So, Disneyland Paris, she will be at Walt Disney Studios Park. At Walt Disney World, guests can meet Ariel at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And at Disneyland Resort, Ariel will greet guests along the promenade near It's a Small World. For more details surrounding Ariel's various appearances around the Disney parks, please visit the Disney Parks blog. And I hope everyone's calendar is clear for when the Little Mermaid opens on May 26th. Woohoo! Woohoo! Well,
1: I I wish I could see her.
0: Yes, same. Oh, C-S-E-A. <laughs> I,
1: no, no, I was, I was trying to help you with wishes your next thing.
0: Oh, I, oh I'm not good at the transition job. So Disney celebrated World Wish Day. Thank you, Jeffrey. On April 29th. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, for over 40 years, Disney and Make-A-Wish have worked together to make life-changing wishes come true for children facing critical illnesses. So here are some of the ways that Disney celebrated that relationship this year. A special window dedication at Disneyland Park with three windows on Main Street, USA.
1: That's a lot of wishes. You need three windows for that many. <laughs> three wishes.
0: windows for three wishes. I love it. There yes. you go. It's
1: true. Free <laughs> Aladdin.
0: There was a special wishes come true Disney PhotoPass lens, which is now available for all guests in the Disneyland app and on the My Disney Experience app at Walt Disney World, and. While Disney World and Make-A-Wish granted the 150,000th Disney wish to a 16-year-old named Michaela from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. She got an overnight stay at Cinderella Castle Suite. She and her family got to be grand marshals during the Festival of Fantasy Parade at Magic Kingdom.
2: Ah, that is awesome. So cool. So cool. Well, don't you wish that we had more wish related news to talk about today well your wish oh i wish we did it has been granted (laughs) (laughs) because we got a trailer and we got a brand new poster for walt disney animation studios wish last week on good morning america the trailer was debuted which this movie opens exclusively in theaters november 22nd which is the holidays which is here woohoo (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh. The other big announcement last week was that Chris Pine is going to be one of the voices. He's voicing Magnifico.
2: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Joining Ariana DeBose and Alan Tudyk. This movie is going to be awesome. So in case you missed it, this is a musical comedy where we are introduced to Rosas, which is a fantastical land home to 17-year-old Asha, the powerful King Magnifico, Asha's pet goat, Valentino, and Star, who is a celestial ball of boundless energy that Asha's wish calls down from the sky.
1: We yes. got to go back to Valentino for a hot second, though. Because Please. In the trailer, <laughs> it is so funny because the voice you hear is yes. Alan Tudyk. And I'm like, oh, hey, hey, of now course. a goat, goat. And it's so, yes. funny. so funny.
2: It's so funny. It's like the perfect, most surprising voice from a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check the trailer out and see the poster at thewaltdisneycompany.com.
1: Well, another trailer that you gonna see at thewaltdisneycompany.com that came out is for the new Searchlight Pictures release, Next Goal Wins. It is hilarious. Michael Fassbender plays a down on his luck coach who is sent off to uh, American Samoa to try to give him a little help. And it is based on a allegedly true story. At least that's sort of how the trailer brings it all up. And it's from director Taika Waititi. So you know it is going to be hilarious and excellent. And it will be opening in theaters on November 17th. Just a moment before Wish opens up. So you can check it out. And of course, see the trailer at the Walt thewaltdisneycompany.com. But you know what? You know what's better than two trailers, Sherry?
2: What? three
1: three trailers.
2: Oh my gosh, that is a great transition. I had a different one in my head which I will also say apologies from goals to ghouls. Oh. Oh.
1: that's a good transition too really good well
2: done thank you it's pretty bad but here we are so 20th century studios just released a trailer for a haunting in venice which is set in eerie post-world war ii venice on all hollows eve so it's a terrifying mystery featuring the return of celebrated sleuth hercule poirot Now he's retired, now he's living in self-imposed exile in the world's most glamorous city, and he attends a seance at a decaying haunted palazzo. So you can imagine what what types of sinister things ensue. This is based on the Agatha Christie novel Halloween Party, and friend of the pod, Kenneth Branagh directs and returns as Poirot mm-hmm
1: cannot wait for that i've loved his other two films and it was so much fun having him on the show you can go back and listen to that episode too
2: yes 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 and if you haven't seen the trailer yet check it out at the and the film opens in theaters september 15th all
0: right y'all so ant-man and the wasp quantumania is going to start streaming on disney plus starting on may 17th it is actually mm-hmm. going to join 17 other MCU movies streaming in IMAX enhanced on Disney Plus.
2: Cool. Well, in more Disney Plus news, the new Simpsons short, Maggie Simpson in Rogue Not Quite One, is going to debut on Disney Plus on no better day than May the 4th, aka Star Wars Day. In this short, Homer loses track of Maggie, who hops in Grogu's hovering pram for a hyperspace hopping adventure across the galaxy. She's got to face a squadron of Imperial TIE fighters and ends up bringing the battle to Springfield. So you can imagine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to see this on The Mandalorian. I'm loving it.
2: Oh, same. Imagine that crossover. <laughs> All right, so if you haven't
0: gotten enough trailers in your life.
1: Never can have enough trailers.
0: Amen. You can just watch them all night. That's what I do with my kids, by the way. I just watch trailers till they go to sleep. I know (laughs) people who like,
1: they're like upset that there's like 25 minutes of trailers before a movie. I'm like, oh no, that's like my favorite part of the movie.
0: Oh, 100%. You have to get there early. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho, back to um, the newest trailer for a Disney Channel animated series called Haley's On It just dropped so this original animated comedy adventure will premiere on thursday june 8th at 8 p.m est on disney channel and on disney xd the cool thing about this one is moana star ali cravalho voices Haley. featured alongside her are manny jacinto as scott Haley's best friend and gary anthony williams as beta an artificially intelligent operating system from the future this sounds so cool and to top it all off There's going to actually be a digital soundtrack with six original tunes, which will be released on Friday, June 9th on Walt Disney Records.
1: Nice. Also, you know what? When my niece heard the name of the show, she's like, Haley's on it. Oh, like Haley's Comet. And I'm like, oh, how did did she, my niece, Dylan, completely got that. And I was like, um, yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Oh my, like over, Yep, there we go anyway
2: (laughs) wow that is so funny yeah i didn't catch that so thank you dylan (laughs) well in abc news we've got the game show show coming on may 10th so this is a four-part series that celebrates one of the most beloved television genres of our time including quiz shows big money games reality shows dating games all the game shows you love this covers 80 years of game show history. Wow. Where we explore the contestants, hosts, some of the creators, and some of the scandals that encapsulate iconic game shows. Ooh. And how fitting this premieres following a new episode of Jeopardy! Masters and a special episode of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, where Vanna White is competing as a contestant for the first time. Oh.
1: Wow. I know. Will she also then be running and touching all the letters, <laughs> I wonder?
2: Yeah, she's got to sprint. Double back duty? and forth. She's got to put on her sneakers.
1: we'll find out well the only good transition i can think of is game shows are traditionally on during the day and the daytime emmy nominations were announced and the walt disney company earned a whopping 34 nominations how's that for a seamless transition beautiful
2: transition
1: yeah. Well, leading the way was <laughs> General Hospital with 19 nominations. So congratulations to our friends at GH, which, fun fact, shares a shooting lot with Grey's Anatomy, Ooh. all the hospital shows filmed in one place, and many, many more wonderful nominations. So head over to thewaltdisneycompany.com and you can see the full list there. D23 also posted a great story talking about a new game coming as part of the Disney Lorcana, which you know Disney Lorcana are those very cool collectible trading cards. So now there's a new game coming in August. You can read a little bit more about it at d23.com but In the game, you will take on the role of an Illumineer. There's going to be magical inks to summon glimmers. And none of this totally makes sense to me. So I'm guessing I'm going to watch (laughs) one of the videos that they talk about that explain what all of that is. It sounds very fun. You can go to D23.com to read more about that. And the artwork is so beautiful. And they gave away some of those cards at D23 Expo last year. Mm -hmm. Fun fact Disney Lorcana features more original art than any Disney product ever created. So it is wow. not just for gamers, it is for collectors. And the artwork is beautiful. Mm. And in news that has nothing to do with trading cards, Adventures by <laughs> Disney is going to be taking guests to Colombia, the country that, of course, inspired Encanto. In 2024, which I did an adventure by Disney many years ago before I was at Disney. And it was one of the most incredible vacations I had ever taken. It never felt like there was too much direction. It always felt like there was just enough. And my adventure Mm. guides were so nice and kind, like, and now is one of them's one of my best friends. So that's really fun fact there. Wow, It is incredible. So they're going to be going to a bunch of new locations in addition to Colombia, including Eastern Canada's maritime provinces and New Zealand. I feel like all I want to do next year is go on adventures by disney you can read a lot more about all of these destinations new and returning at adventuresbydisney.com but you know we've got to get to first
0: what's that jeffrey
1: why it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend presented by state farm for complete details and listings visit d23.com and remember like a good neighbor state farm is there jeffrey what is up first well what is up first is Entrelazados Live. It is premiering on Disney Plus on Friday. It's got original songs from the show. Plus, they're singing a selection of songs from things like the musical Freaky Friday, which of course I love because Friend of the Pod, Heidi Bluck and stuff, is in that. You will be able to check that out on Disney Plus. Also, From Disney Plus to now Hulu as well, Elton John Live, Farewell from Dodger Stadium, which I loved on Disney Plus, is now going to be new to the library on Hulu on May 5th. So if you don't have Disney Plus, which for I don't know who you are, but (laughs) if you do have Hulu and not Disney Plus, you will now be able to watch the Elton John special. And it, Crocodile Rocks.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Nice. Speaking of crocodiles, well, other animals. Kiff! There's a new episode coming (laughs) on Saturday, May 6th at 8.30
2: a.m. on Disney Channel and Disney XD. Speaking of animals in the bird form, but not actually a bird, this is a person. Raven's Home is...
1: (laughs) Wow. These are like, wow.
2: (laughs) We've got a new episode of Raven's Home on Sunday at 8 p.m. on Disney Channel.
0: (laughs) And speaking of home... The company you keep. Season finale (laughs) is happening on Sunday, May 7th at 10 p.m. on ABC.
1: And we're sure someone's home is featured. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, on to our out-of-this-world guest, who for Disney has appeared in Call of the Wild and Spies in Disguise. But she is a true blue star in our hearts for her work as Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, What If, Thor Love and Thunder... The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and now Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Please welcome to the show the amazing Karen
2: Gillen. Woo! Woo! Yay! Thank you so much. Okay, so we are spoiler-free on a new film for this show today, but how would you describe Volume 3? Oh, it is such an amazing
3: adventure, and it's got all the classic Guardians humor, and it's a sort of perfect popcorn movie. With an undertone of sadness because it's rocket's origin story so you learn more about him but it's also the final chapter for these guardians as we currently know them
0: So we saw in the trailer that Gomorrah says peter is a better match for you what did you think of that (laughs)
3: what did i think of that i love this idea that nebula harbors a little crush on star lord but she's never been able to admit it and like when he shows her that tiny bit of attention if we had actually lingered on Nebula longer, we might see that she quite enjoyed the compliment. <laughs> I love it.
1: I love it. Without revealing any spoilers, what was your favorite scene to film in Volume 3?
3: It was probably one of the classic slow motion walking shots that you see in Guardians movies <laughs> in general. Because I've done a couple of those, but I was wearing the Guardian's uniform this time, and the music was blasting Beastie Boys. And I was like, I feel cool. And I feel like I've graduated to being a full Guardian now. And that <laughs> felt like a big achievement for Nebula.
1: Now, are you actually walking normally, or are they like, walk a little slow? <laughs> How do they? Uh...
3: No, you walk normally, get some speed going so that then, when they slow it down, it looks extra cool.
1: It does look cool that, you know, you see it in the trailer. I'm I'm very on board with this slow speed walking.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's take it back. What made you want to join the MCU as Nebula? Or maybe we should ask what made you want to sit in a chair for four plus hours each day to become Nebula? I
3: just think I really connected with the character. Like, of course, I wanted to be in a Marvel film. They had been so incredible up until that point and continued to be afterwards. But like, so it was just like such an honor to even be considered to be part of the MCU. But then on top of that, I was presented with this character that I just fell in love with immediately. I'm always looking for that emotional hook that I can grab onto that makes me feel like I'm the person that should play a role. And I think the sort of dynamic with her sister Gamora and being the scapegoated sibling, always overlooked, never good enough, there's something about that that was so fascinating to me that I sort of knew that I needed to really explore. And I've spent years doing that now, so I understand it pretty deeply. And. It's
0: just been such an incredible experience. It really has. I love that. So going back to Jeffrey's question about the makeup chair for four hours, did the process get any easier over time?
3: Kind of. Not really. I would say, I mean, when you're on hour four, I don't know if it makes much much of a difference if it's five or four hours. But you know what got nice over time was that I got to keep more hair with each movie. Oh, So I have quite a lot of hair uh, during the filming of Volume 3, and so that added an extra hour onto the makeup just to wrap all of this mane uh, under a bald cap. So had I not had any hair, it actually would have been shortened significantly to like three hours, which is pretty manageable for a makeup. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did it to myself, but then I got to, you know, not be bald, which was fun.
1: I know. I mean, I think the trade-off, I like the hair. I'm very on board with the hair. Now... Of course, we know actors create characters that can change their voices, but Nebula's voice is so different from yours. Mm -hmm. How did you develop it?
3: Well, I, you know, I actually auditioned in a Scottish accent and got the role in a Scottish accent. So Nebula was going to be Scottish, the Scottish-sounding alien, and then James was like, nah, let's make her American, and I was like, cool. And then I arrived on set, and I was kind of doing like a normal American voice, trying to be a villain, and he was like, let's try something different. Let's see how you are different to all the other Guardians. What's different about this character to everybody else? And I was like, great question. And he was like, why don't you try playing it like Marilyn Monroe and Clint Eastwood? So both of them combined. he was like, they kind of have the same voice. I was like, do they? And then I, I listened to them I was like, they absolutely do have the same voice actually. This sort of breathy American husky voice. So as soon as I did that, that unlocked the whole character for me. Um, So it was an amazing note to get from James Gunn. And it informed all of my movements and I started slinking around more and it it literally changed everything in a moment.
1: Wow. I never thought about Marilyn Monroe and Clint Eastwood, the voices married, and now I will never... You can't unhear it. (laughs) can't unhear it.
2: Did you get to work with Cosmo? And is Cosmo a real dog? I did get to
3: work with Cosmo a fair amount. Cosmo is sometimes a real dog. Yes, we had a dog on set, which was my favorite days on set because I'm a dog lover, I love them so much, and Cosmo was so cute. But also, Maria Bakalova was incredible, who I've actually worked with before, and to watch her playing the really cute dog was actually a sight to behold. She is so good at it. Aw, awesome.
0: Okay, Karen, so looking back on all of the films you've been in as Nebula, Do you have a favorite memory outside of something from volume three? Outside of
3: something from volume three? Maybe uh, there's a scene that I do in volume two with Gamora where we have like a bigger argument scene actually, but you learn more about the characters and my character talks about how she just wanted a sister this whole time. And I thought that scene was really beautiful because for the first time they're starting to understand each other and listen to each other as sisters and understand where each other's, you know, point of view is. And that was the first breakthrough for them, I think, their relationship. So I really enjoyed that.
1: That was a great scene. The sister dynamics are so good. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, So outside of volume three, what has been the biggest MCU secret you've had to keep or the hardest MCU secret you had to keep?
3: I mean, other than getting the role and then not being able to tell people, that was monumental. You know, I, I found out I was going to be A superhero in a Marvel movie and then I couldn't tell anyone about it until it was announced. And that's a pretty big secret to be walking around with. Other than that, I would say, I mean, we all kind of knew that Mantis was Peter Quill's sister, but we weren't allowed to tell anyone. I mean, you know, that was a big secret for her, but we actually had all found out as a cast and so we all had to to keep that secret together
1: yeah yeah we had palm on the show for the holiday special and she talked about how that had originally been planned to be revealed during the second guardians movie and everyone was like
2: wait what yeah that's how we all found out they were like we've got to keep this a secret for how long (laughs) (laughs) okay so we saw you spent a birthday at disneyland and that you just took a lunch break to hit space mountain while at disneyland paris so would you say you're a disney parks fan Oh, a hundred percent! Oh, I love all the rides
3: and the atmosphere, and
1: oh, love it, love Disney. Tell us some more. What was your first trip ever? When you were you a kid? Were you an adult?
3: Um, so I was a kid. I remember. So I'm from Scotland. So I went to Disneyland Paris for the first time because that's the closest one to me. So went there, and I just thought it was the most magical place on earth. I bought a Pumbaa toy, which I still have. Oh, you can like keep things in its mouth as storage, which is fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so much fun. I went on Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, in Indiana Jones, all of the amazing um, rides. But I'm also, like, scared to go on rides, so I have to hype myself up to do it. It's actually quite funny. You just named some of the most intense attractions
1: at the park. So cute.
3: Cool. Yeah, so it's like, okay, that I'm more scared than the
0: toddlers that I see around me. <laughs> <laughs> so with all that, you love Disneyland Paris. So what was it like having the European premiere at Disneyland Paris? That
3: was so cool to have it at Disneyland. You know, we did it on the Avengers campus. I mean, what I loved about it was during my lunch break, I was able to go on all the rides and I didn't have to stand in the queues, which was (laughs) such a treat. Yeah, we actually ran onto Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain on my lunch break. And I had a security guard with me to like whisk me through the park and he had to go everywhere that I went. That was his job. So he ended up on Space Mountain as well. And I have the photo of him that they take on the ride and it is one of the funniest photos I've ever
1: seen. I saw that on your tickety talk, and I thought that was hilarious.
3: Yeah, he's like still doing yeah. his job. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so funny, so funny. What, What are some of your favorite Disney park attractions in Paris or otherwise?
3: I think Thunder Mountain's actually my favorite ride. Space Mountain is really intense and so I'm always happy that I did it afterwards but during it, I'm like, oh, whoa, this is like whatever the force it like it's going so fast. So, I guess if you like really fast rides, it's for you. But I'm also scared of drops. So, the one that I've never been able to bring myself to go on is the Tower of Terror, which I think is the Guardians ride now. Ironically, I will not go on the Guardians ride.
0: <laughs> Gotta do it. Oh,
3: But I don't like drops, and it is only drops.
1: Okay. Bam. I really have no better argument
3: for that.
1: <laughs> Other than Cosmo Cosmos in it.
3: Okay, okay.
2: If the dog's there, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Without giving away how the film ends, remember, spoiler free, would you be ready for more fun in the MCU? I can't say yes or no, but... Well,
1: we have multiverses, so there could be a number of nebulas out there.
3: Yeah. So I suppose this doesn't give anything away. Yes, I would. I (laughs) love being part of this in the Marvel Universe, and I love playing this character, and... Yeah, I of course would be open to that. I feel like there's always more to be explored and I always have such a good time, so yes.
0: All right, we've got one last question. It's a question that we ask for all of our friends that come to the D23 pod. Can you give us your favorite Disney memory? Favorite Disney memory, meaning yeah. like...
1: Anything from when you were a kid, adult, whatever, strikes you.
3: I mean, my favorite film, Disney film, was always Alice in Wonderland. Oh. Always, always, always. And so I had the Disney book of you know Alice in Wonderland and I memorized the whole book so I could recite it and I would say that that was probably my first ever acting exercise (laughs) because I was like oh I could like memorize all this and then perform it to people like how fun is that and I think that was the probably the little seed that turned into this career.
1: Wow I mean thank you Walt Disney. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's what a great story. I love that. I mean, and while not Scottish, Catherine Beaumont from the UK uh, created that role originally in the really? Disney film. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Now in Disney Legend. Perhaps you one day, Disney Legend. We can only hope. Oh, let's hope so. Baron, this has been such a delight. Uh, we cannot wait for everyone to see volume three and everything else that you have coming up
0: next. Thank you so much. Okay. I was cracking up about how it takes her longer now to turn into Nebula because her hair is longer.
1: (laughs) You know what though? I feel like she's making the sacrifice that she wants and I'm here for that (laughs) because her hair does look pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, True. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for listening to D23 Inside Disney and don't forget to like our hair and share this episode (laughs) wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney.
0: And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com.
2: We'll be back next week with more Disney news, a fantastic guest, and even weirder transitions on an (laughs) all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.